They are Maggie. And they are Sean. And this is Bob Snobs. We are Bob Snobs. You are Bob Snobs. We are all the Bob Snobs. <laughs> um, in, um, in the spirit of everyone, almost everyone going back to school, all the young ones getting to school, we watched New Student Starfish along with Driven to Tears. Just sort of the beginning and the ending of Patrick's learning career. Yeah. He's come so far, really. Like, he started off as, like, a new student, not knowing anything, just being a real piece of work. I mean, he never stopped being a piece of work. Yeah, he's just... Yeah. But now he has a license in the... Which is a terrifying in the latest. Thing. What? Which is a terrifying thing. It's so terrifying. I do not want Patrick on my roads. If I saw Patrick on my roads, I would call the police. <laughs> I mean, SpongeBob called the police and they just sort of brushed he him did. off. Yeah. I guess that's just star privilege, starfish <laughs> privilege at work. <laughs> he can just get away with it. Let everything slide. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, So, new student starfish. How do we start um, with SpongeBob waking up in the morning? As most episodes tend to start. Yeah. And he's like, launches into his whole routine. Yeah, he goes, his uh, alarm goes off, his big alarm. His foghorn? His foghorn. I couldn't think of the word foghorn, <laughs> so I was like, the big one, you know. The one, you know the the one. one that makes the noise. <laughs> the one that makes the noise, yeah. that The very same. Um, and he wakes up and he goes, let her rip, Gary. And Gary, like, presses a button with his eye and... He seems so excited about it, too. Yeah, yeah. I would if I got to launch my owner into the sky. (laughs) And he... Yeah, his bed is, like, spring-loaded, and it just launches him. Launches him into his Like a Wallace and Gromit machine. That's what that's called. (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing, but I'm like, that's... It's the name of a person, and I couldn't think of the name of it. Oh, it's not... That's not what it's called. Wallace and Gromit just uses it all the time. It's a... It's a... There's another name for it. It's like an earnest... It's a something. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look... Um, beginning of... Um, what's that movie? Back to the Future. Rube Goldberg machine. Rube Goldberg. Thank you. I just called it a Wallace and Gromit machine because that's how I know it. I don't know why I thought it was Ernest. Ernest. But Gary also Who is puts he? To- Who is toast. Probably the, I don't know. Oh. Um, according to Wikipedia... There is an Ernest mentioned. Ooh. It's Rue Goldberg's lover, Ernest, <laughs> who was the inspiration for all of his machines. 
dedicated to you, Ernest. And Ernest goes to jail. Ernest P. Worrell uses his invention simply to turn his TV on. Oh. That's kind of boring. But yeah, Gary makes Spongebob some toast. (laughs) And Spongebob, like, criticizes the toast. I know. He's like, the toast could have been a little darker. And then the look of contempt on Gary's face is just, it's how I felt on the inside. Like, I made you this toast with my with my own hands and you did my own eye stocks my own eye stocks how could you like without him he couldn't have done like he was the whole driving force of this rube goldberg machine exactly this wallace and gromit earnest machine (laughs) (laughs) but poor gary trying his best not appreciated He's really the only thing that keeps Spongebob on track in his life. Yeah, basically. And so Spongebob opens the door to leave to go to boating school. Um, and Patrick is standing there, like, ready to play. I think, what does he got, like, a fishing net, like, jellyfishing net? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's ready to go jellyfishing. And Spongebob is like, no, I gotta go to school, actually. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what do I do till you get back? He's like, well, what do you usually do when I leave for school? And Patrick's like, wait for you to come home. Yeah. <laughs> Just sad. He's like a dog. Really? That's what, it, that's what I assume dogs do. I mean, my dogs always get excited when I come home, so. Yeah. I assume so. But it was pretty sad. I felt sympathy for Patrick. It's one of those rare moments where I have a feeling for Patrick. The little sympathy I had for him sort of died the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. 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 And so Spongebob gets this idea. Well, why don't you come to school with me? Which was sort of wild because he's like, you can't just show up to school and like. Yeah, you need to register and that sort of thing. <laughs> there's there's a process. There is a process. There is a lot of paperwork to be done to get you on that roster. But, oh well. Oh well. So Patrick shows up to boating school. Um, and they're sort of fantasizing about how it might be. And they just sort of have like a stock photo of like a first grade class getting their picture taken. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you ever get that in like elementary school where you get a class picture with the whole class i don't remember anything before the third grade you know that's fair i respect that i think i took a photo with my third grade class but i honestly can't remember that well yeah well they have one of those photos and they just sort of haphazardly photoshopped patrick and spongebob into it yeah i just covered up like four or five kids faces in the back yeah they they weren't important (laughs) And um, I found this sort of funny because I actually did uh, take driving school classes. Ooh, I didn't. I did because I was living in Indianapolis at the time. And I don't think my parents really wanted to have to go through teaching me. Fair. So I went through all the classes and it was nothing like this. 
Really? It wasn't because it seemed like this was more like full on school. Yeah, they have like lockers and like recess, <laughs> trying to relate to um a science a project. Crowd. Yeah, teaching them about the fragile line between life and death. You know. We should be teaching more kids about the fragile line between life and death. I feel like not enough kids appreciate that line. Uh, I don't know if we should be giving them the crisis of mortality super early on. You know, the younger, the better. They got to accept it. Maybe like 10th grade. They've already got a lot. No, I mean, a lot stressing about. When I was in when I was in kindergarten, we had like eggs. Did we have eggs? What did you have eggs for? I might be dreaming this. I know for sure in like first grade we had caterpillars. And if they died, they died. <laughs> I know at some point we had caterpillars because we had this like tote-looking thing. Like the hamper, the mesh hampers. Yeah, we had the exact same thing. That eventually we stuck them to. They were like monarch butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Ours turned into butterflies too. I'm pretty sure you could like mail order those. Probably so. <laughs> but I don't think that would be teaching the line of death. I mean, aren't we all learning every day as life slips away from us? I guess. <laughs> Good. I guess. Okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they arrive at school, and it's basically like middle school. Well, more like elementary school. It's like a weird mesh because they have lockers, but they also have recess. So I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, they might be taking like a recess from classes, like a break. Not not necessarily, like, like recess, like, go play out on the playground rather than, like, five-minute break from classes to, like, eat lunch or, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever. And why wouldn't you just call it lunch? We had no bathroom breaks. We had to go between classes or die. Oh, we did, too. Cool. We lost our passing periods. Yeah, dog. Some kid, like, wrote bomb threats on the bathroom walls, and they were like, okay, no one can pee now. Yup. Yup. That was fun. So they're at school. <laughs> it's just a general school. And uh, SpongeBob gives Patrick a tour. He's like, this is the Hall of Learning, and this is the drinking fountain of learning. And Patrick goes, are these the stairs of learning? No, those are just stairs. These are the stairs of learning. Which one thing I noticed is there's two doors on either side of the classrooms. Like, there's two doors that are on either side of the, like, up both sets of stairs. There's two doors. So are there two classrooms? Are you suggesting that there would only be one classroom in this entire building? Well, there's just one teacher, Mrs. Puff. It's Mrs. Puff's boating school. 
I don't know. Why would she need more than one classroom? I, I don't know. Would the other one be like a supply closet? Maybe. But the supply closet's in the... I want to know what's behind that other door. Don't ask too many questions. It's not for you to know. I just want to know what's behind the door. Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So they're doing this tour and Patrick wonders, well, where is everybody? To which SpongeBob responds, well, class doesn't start until nine. And Patrick says, I thought you said you were late. Late for being late early. Late for being early. <laughs> It's six twenty, which how early did Patrick knock on SpongeBob's door in the beginning? Like five thirty? I guess to go jellyfishing. You gotta get, you gotta go early to get those good jellyfish. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> okay, um, but like SpongeBob totally could have like caught a few jellyfish and then gone to school. He just did not want to. Like, come on. I wouldn't want to go jellyfishing at 5.30 in the morning either. No. I wouldn't want to be up. I don't like being up at 5.30 in the morning when I have to. Exactly. Let alone for recreational activities. Anytime before 10 o'clock, like, I'm gone. Don't bother trying (laughs) to contact me. I'm not there. I am asleep. I'm sorry. 8.30 is my earliest... I can do. Fair. That's a good number. <laughs> okay. And so then SpongeBob introduces Patrick to the room with the most class. The, the classroom. classroom. <laughs> and so he directs him to the good noodle board, um, which has the names of everyone in the class along with which is like six um, people. Yeah, it's like six people. Um, and SpongeBob clearly has the most good noodle stars. Everyone else has like just two or three. And I wrote down the names. Sheila and Horace suck. They each have one good noodle star. You I was suck, thinking Sheila about that. Like they were real slackers. Step it up, Sheila and Horace. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you even trying? Do you even want your driver's license? What do they get out of good noodle stars? Like, do you get a prize? No. <laughs> no, you just you get just a get gold star. You get the knowledge star. of knowing. What? You just get a gold star. Yeah. Back then, in, like, elementary school, that was enough. We didn't have any, like... Big goals. A star was enough. We had a classroom economy where we got money for, like, erasable pens and stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, we had that, too. Yeah. Gotta teach capitalism early. Exactly. We would, like, bet on things. We'd have, like, a get, like a like a betting war. We did not like have gambling. Not gambling. Sorry. We had an auction. They would auction things off. 
And the teachers, like, went so far. Like, they would print out, like, realistic-looking dollar bills with their faces where the president would be. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And it was called, like, Becky Bucks or whatever. I don't remember what they looked like. I just remembered that... I just remember getting an erasable pen. And then, <laughs> for some reason striking a deal with this one person in class that we would share the pen that I bought where she would get it in the afternoons and I would get it in the mornings, except for we didn't do any writing in the mornings. Oh. And then some one day she stole the pen and I just she never got stole it. it. Stole. Stole. I never got it back. That's so sad. We got some good shit. You know that um pat that um haggard figurine that I have? You got it from there? Yeah, dog. Oh. Yeah. I got the good shit. We only ever got like pens and like like smelly markers and candy and that sort of stuff. That's mostly what we had too, but they just randomly had this haggard figurine and I was like, got to get it. Got to get it. I think occasionally we get like ice cream but that was like the highest ticket item we could get living in luxury i know anyway so patrick asks spongebob how many stars do you have to which spongebob replies 54 no 74 tried to cut him off 20 stars my bad (laughs) yeah how could you well actually he's like trying to be sly about it and he's like it doesn't matter or does he say that? I don't remember. I think he does say something like that. He tries to like downplay it and then he whispers 74. Yeah, he's like, the number of stars doesn't matter or something. Because uh, he whispers that and then Patrick's like, who was that? Was it that stupid egg? Yeah, right. Then they transition to egg. And it's just an egg under a heat lamp. It's like, oh no, that's Roger. That's the class science project. Yeah. In which they're trying to teach everybody about the thin line between life and death yep that's all children should know except they're all adults so which is that trying to encourage them to wear wear seat belts i guess and just like drive safely she says it represents the life and death behind a boat specifically and i think after that it transitions to them actually in class yeah and they're like in the front row because they're good noodles or spongebob's a good noodle mm-hmm. <laughs> let's not get into patrick's noodle status yet. just yet and uh mrs puff says i see we have a new student would you like to introduce yourself to the class and patrick says who's the fat kid talking to which exhibit a for this episode patrick is evil Patrick's is awful. Patrick is so evil. Mm-hmm. He just sucks in every single way. And so he gets up to the front of the class and he's like about to introduce himself. But he's just sort of stage fright, I guess. He's just a little nervous. And he's just sort of quaking. Yeah, and he just starts stares for a second and then he's like, 24. Yeah. And then everyone starts laughing. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Puff says, great, another genius. 
just totally done. Miss yeah. Puff doesn't deserve this. No, she does not. And Patrick sits back next to SpongeBob, and they're just having the time of their lives about 24. <laughs> they're just like barely able to contain it. You've probably seen that meme where it's just a screen cap of them, like, not like trying to not to laugh, but failing. Mm hmm. Barely holding it in. Yep. And so... Spongebob says, Patrick, I thought of something even better than 24. Let me hear it. 25. (laughs) It's not even that funny. but No, but it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it's just the timing. The timing is amazing. And so they both start busting up and... Miss Mrs. Puff comes over there and disciplines them. Yeah. Just like focus and, you know, yeah. stop disrupt- Cut that out. disrupting the class. Exactly. First warning. Yep. And so Mrs. Puff gets to teaching. She just writes the word turning on the board. <laughs> Great job, Mrs. Puff. Turning on red, which it w- was. Or turning at the light. It was either turning on red or turning at the light. One of... One of the two, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Patrick hands a note to SpongeBob. Which made me feel very old. <laughs> Passing notes. Mm-hmm. Because this is not something people do anymore. They text. No, they text. I used to pass notes. They don't even know how privileged they are. Back in my day, <laughs> we would... Pass notes in class. Risk it getting read in front of the class. Risk it being read out in front of the class. Exactly. I never thought I'd reach this point. (laughs) You're old. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. So Mrs. Puff confiscates the drawing and it's a picture of Mrs. Puff and it's like exaggerated features and it's they've written big fat meanie. Well, Patrick has written big fat meanie in the margins and he drew like a piece of poop and he's even labeled it poo poo. I think it's labeled like stinky little poo poo or something like that. I wrote it down. It was labeled poo poo. Don't question oh. me, Sean. Oh, in my mind that's what it said (laughs) maybe it's because it had stink lines it did have stink lines and so mrs puff says as if i really look like this and they cut to a wide shot of her looking exactly like that but the poo poo is still there also don't question it don't think about it don't question don't think about it okay just forget about it just forget about the poo poo yep Okay. Just completely cool. forget about it. It's out of my mind. Thank you. Not thinking about it. And so she puts the drawing into a drawer, which is just full of mean drawings. Which why I would you keep those? Maybe she looks at them. That makes me really <laughs> sad. <laughs> that makes me feel really bad for her because why would you keep those? Just a reminder of ha- the cruelty in this world. <laughs> That's awful. 
Throw those away. Yeah. You deserve better. She does deserve better. And so she says, it's time to remove one of your good noodle stars. And she gets out like this very little like snow shovel looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she very slowly and painstakingly removes one of SpongeBob's good noodle stars. SpongeBob looks like he belongs on the exorcist. Oh my god, yeah, he's like hyperventilating and like falling on the ground. Turning his head 360. Yeah, basically. And so she sends him to the back of the classroom. And he's like sitting in like this like decrepit looking chair with like dirt and grime all over the walls around him. Graffiti. Yeah. Scratched into it. The graffiti scratched into it. He's like, school is for chumps. Which is... Where am I? Which is wild for me. Um, Because I remember driving school is like super, super expensive. Hmm. It's like $200, $300 for the course and everything. So like, why, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you like purposely not go there go there and not try to learn everything yeah and so after class spongebob is at his locker and patrick approaches and goes funny stuff in there spongebob funny stuff which is like maybe for you an evil person (laughs) is basically what he was thinking yeah and spongebob is like you made me lose my good noodle star and Patrick says, it's just a stupid store. <laughs> to which Spongebob retorts with the most iconic line in this episode. I think you'd care a lot about stupid stars considering you are one. <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't think about like the whole that line bitch of apart. that. What? I didn't think of like that as a whole line. Yeah. Like, I just Wait, thought, what do you mean? I didn't realize he was calling Patrick a stupid star. Uh, yeah. I just, in my mind, I always just thought, like, oh, he's just calling him, like, oh, you are a star. You know, like, you a are a starfish. Star. No, you are a stupid star. You are a stupid star, specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, like, he's not wrong. And so. And so, yeah, they get into a fight, which is. <laughs> Really, just because other students notice them, like, yelling, and they start pushing them to fight. They're just chanting, fight, 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 like people do in school, apparently. They don't do that. I've never seen that. I've seen many fights. Nobody chants fight. No, they just gather around. Yeah. Maybe they'll go like, ooh, get him. Yeah. That's, that's like, the extent That's about of as it. far as they go. <laughs> I've ever seen yeah. them go. Yeah, but they are really bad at fighting, it turns out. Um, But that doesn't stop Mrs. Puff from giving them detention. Yeah, dragging them apart. Yeah. And so they're sitting on opposite sides of the classroom in detention, unsupervised, (laughs) evidently. Yeah, really. Just nothing. Like, there's nothing stopping them from just leaving undetected. Cameras. Sure. (laughs) Good faith. 
<laughs> of course, good faith. The exact kind of thing that you have in detention havers. I mean, SpongeBob is a good noodle with 73 stars. Patrick has no stars. Spatrick. Spatrick. Spatrick's been there one day. She doesn't care about him. No, who would? Um, so they start, like, just having, like, these sly digs at each other where they're like, I hate you. I hate you more. I'd hate you even if I didn't hate you. I'd hate you even if that made sense. <laughs> I'd hate you even if the light keeping Roger alive went out. Exactly. And so they're like, oh, God. Because this does happen, mm -hmm. of course, because they spoke it into existence. Mm -hmm. They have that power. Yeah, and they're like staring at Roger the egg as he gets progressively colder. And they're like panicking. It's like, oh, I said I hated him, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to collaborate to help Roger. I'll let this thing die. Yeah. But then after it gets to a certain point where it's like comically snowing on Roger they break and Spongebob's like I'm sorry I called you a stupid star I'm sorry and Patrick I got your says, star taken away no he says I'm sorry I got you in trouble and got you moved to the back of the class and got your gold star removed and shot you with spitballs and Spongebob says I'm sorry your apology is so long <laughs> which is like very good very good. And also, fuck Patrick. <laughs> also, fuck Patrick. Also, fuck Patrick. <laughs> All SpongeBob did was call him a stupid star, which was not even incorrect. Um, and so, they then they break into action. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob instructs Patrick to find a light bulb from the supply closet while SpongeBob keeps um, the Roger egg. warm. And... I, this never, like, Patrick in the supply closet, there's, like, a mountain of light bulbs. And at the top, there's, like, a light bulb that is actually screwed into the ceiling that is on. When I watched this the first time, when I was, like, 10, I just assumed that those light bulbs were broken. But now it occurs to me, oh, they were probably fully functional. Yeah. Why would you keep a bunch of dead light bulbs in a mountain? Well, that's not very safe in the first place, so they probably yeah. shouldn't have done that at all. I mean, no, at any time that could have, like, given, but, like, yeah, so I'm amazed when he was stepping on it, it didn't give. Yeah, well, you could hear glass breaking. Oh, yeah. But as like, he climbed the mountain of light bulbs to get the one light bulb at the top. Also, I imagine that light bulb would have been so hot. Uh, Yeah, who knows how long it's been on. So really, Patrick almost redeems himself <laughs> by, like, getting himself cut up with glass and burning his hand on the hot light bulb. And then almost shattering it when he runs back out. Trips. Yeah, yeah. And well, they both trip. They run towards each other. SpongeBob with the egg, Patrick with the light bulb, and trip. And Sp SpongeBob looks up at the light bulb and says, The light bulb! Without its warmth, Roger will die. And Patrick looks at Roger flying through the air and says, Roger, without him, the light bulb will have nothing to warm. 
That's honestly one of my favorite. That was one of my it's favorite so scenes in the episode because it was honestly, just so probably, good. It's so good. It's probably like play of the game right there. Mm-hmm. Just oh my god. It was just so good. Like just all time. And so they um do each catch the respective um spherical objects. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they save Roger, and then Mrs. Puff emerges from behind the chalkboard, which was apparently like a two-way mirror that she'd been staring through, which also raises the question, or raises the thought, Mrs. Puff endangered Roger. Roger. She just let it happen. Yeah. She did not step in at all. It also raises the question, like, is there anybody watching the classroom, like, when she's teaching? Like, why is there a one-way <laughs> chalkboard otherwise? I mean, maybe she only has it for detention purposes. So that way when, like, if, like we were saying before, if the student tries to leave, she'll be like, I got you, motherfucker. I mean, Mrs. Puff is also, has also been arrested multiple times. This is true. So she could <laughs> be, like has been watched before and this is how she has to be watched yeah she has to be monitored you're so right constant surveillance but she can't freak the students out it'd be bad for business yeah so she lets like her parole officer stare at her through the chalkboard performance anxiety to the max yeah and so um, I guess they sort of end the episode with Patrick being like, boating school? I thought this was Spanish class. See ya, Spongebob. Which sort of writes Patrick out of boating, future boating classes yeah. to have that nice continuity, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess that works. So he says, see ya, Spongebob. See ya, big fat meanie. She's like, okay, Patrick. Clearly you learned nothing from this experience. So... He just sucks. And because Patrick, like, isn't in, but, like, canonically dropped out of boating school, I'm sort of interested in how he learned to drive and, like, was able to pass the boating test in Driven to Tears. Yeah, they never really explore that. I'm also curious. I expected them to sort of, like, flashback and be like, oh, yeah, and she, he also cheated the whole time, but they never really do that in Driven to Tears. Because it starts out in Driven to Tears, like, Patrick and Spongebob, like, it opens up in, um, right in front of the, in front of boating school, and Spongebob's like, oh, do you have all my cards with all my, you know, information on it? And he's like, yep, and Patrick just proceeds to eat all the flashcards. Yeah. Which maybe he just absorbed them? That is a fair assumption. That's actually the best theory that we have right now but before we transition fully to this what are we going to rate new student starfish Mm, i forgot about that i'd give it a seven yeah i'd give it a seven out of ten stupid stars stupid stars yeah (laughs) cool all right so patrick absorbs the power of the flashcards to pass the boating test yeah and he's like You've you've got this. You've taken this test. What did he say? Twenty eight times. 
something like that something close it was either 28 or 32 <laughs> those are two wildly different numbers but okay two wildly different numbers but also way too high true i think it's like after two three times you have to like petition the governor of your state to uh why you need to be able to take the test again and why you got it wrong that's terrifying okay (laughs) that may be wrong but i don't think so okay (laughs) um but just like Again, on the Patrick is evil theory, he ate the flashcards for no apparent reason, except maybe he wanted to see Spongebob fail. Yeah. And so Spongebob goes in there and a minute and a half passes. Yeah. One minute and 37 seconds later is the guy said it. Mm -hmm. You know, the The narrator. Yeah, that one. And he comes out just bawling, falls to the ground because he's failed. Yep. Yeah, and Patrick is like aghast. He's like, oh, come on. The test must be rigged. I'm going to go take the test and see for myself. And so Patrick does this off screen, comes back, and... Shows Spongebob that he got a perfect score and he now has a driver's license. And just like completely ignores that Spongebob would be torn up about this. Yeah. Doesn't like downplay it or. Because he has no soul. No. Patrick has no soul. No cares. He doesn't care. (laughs) Because like he clearly knew that Spongebob was upset before. So he had that level of empathy, but it's completely lost. Mm hmm. After he returns. It's like now that it's about Patrick. Patrick don't care. Patrick don't care about Spongebob. Not as long as there's something that will interest Patrick. Exactly. And so they're at the DMV together. And like let's just appreciate the level of friendship that Spongebob has for Patrick. He is actively upset with Patrick. And still accompanies him to the DMV. The worst place in the world. (laughs) I could be thrilled for you. I still wouldn't go with you to the DMV. Exactly. (laughs) And so uh, Patrick is getting his photo taken for his driver's license when a banner unfurls and confetti is blasted. And they're like, you're the one millionth person to pass the driving test. So you get a new Bass Blaster 3000. A wild name for a car. It's just a car with flames painted on it. It's just Guy Fieri's car. It's Guy Fieri's car. Yeah. Also, it's like got tiny wheels in the front and giant wheels in the back. Yeah. Kind of like uh, one of those old timey bikes. Yeah. That young peasants would (laughs) ride with a really big wheel and then the little tiny wheel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and so the guy at the dmv let's just call him guy fieri guy fieri says you have the new bass blaster 3000 women will want you and they show a bunch of women fainting men will want to be you and they show a bunch of men fainting it's kind of heteronormative guy fieri i'm sorry 
your friends will envy you. Yeah. And it shows. Your friends will. Yeah, they show SpongeBob just like completely losing his shit. Which, fair. Fair yeah. SpongeBob. I would yeah. also just. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so Patrick is giving SpongeBob a ride in the Bass Blaster 3000. And he says. Probably the worst name for a car ever. Basically, yeah. And he's just like, maybe if you apply yourself, you'll be the two millionth person to get your license. And then he's like, drop SpongeBob off at his pineapple after driving around his own house in circles. For two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you don't have a job, but sure, you can afford that gas money. Yeah. Because I feel like that's like one of those like monster trucks style things. Right. Like an SUV. Like you don't have the money for that. You don't have a job. Exactly. So he drives like two feet to (laughs) drop SpongeBob off at his home. And SpongeBob thanks Patrick for the ride. And Patrick responds, don't worry about it. You can't help being a pedestrian. (laughs) And Spongebob is doing so good at, like, not losing his shit like I I probably would have at this point. Right. And even, like, in the middle of the night, Spongebob can't sleep because Patrick is doing, like, work on the Bass Blaster 3000. In front of Spongebob's house. Yeah. Like, did he, like, drive the car over in front of his house? Two houses down. (laughs) So he could work on it. In front of Spongebob's house. Yeah, like, you cannot convince me that this was not deliberate at this point. Oh, it was absolutely. This has to absolutely be a deliberate action. Exactly. The engine, I think, was on. Like, the car was on. Yeah, dude. It's 3 a.m. And you're right in front of his house. Yep. You're rubbing it in his face. Then in the morning, Spongebob is exhausted because he could not sleep the night before due to aforementioned car sounds. And so he tells Patrick, I'm going to walk to work. But then he immediately passes out Mm -hmm. because of the sleep deprivation. So Patrick offers to drive him. um, And he gets to work and he's like, well, at least I won't have to think about cars now. And of course, this is when... The Krusty Krab gets its drive through. Yep. Which you think this is when the Krusty Krab would finally get a third person. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. SpongeBob and is. Mr. Krabs justifies this saying, Young people these days are too busy on the open road, living their dreams. <laughs> um, they don't have time to sit and eat. Yeah. And so, of course, the first person through the drive-thru is Patrick, who doesn't even order anything. He just blares on his horn. Yeah. He goes, he's got, like, the cucaracha horn sound. You know, the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, then Mr. Crab says to SpongeBob, stop dreaming and work for a living. Which is like, okay, I forgot how much I hated Mr. Krabs, but thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. I almost went too long without hating him. <laughs> Me too. 
I forgot he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also sort of wonder if SpongeBob is manning the drive-thru, who's supposed to be cooking the hamburgers or the Krabby Patties? SpongeBob also. He's just supposed to run between both. Yes. Also supposed to be ringing out customers. Yes. And he gets paid the exact same. Exactly. He might have taken yeah. a pay wage cut because he's slower. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I hate Mr. Krabs. Yep. We're just imagining things that he might have done and we're like, we hate him so much. <laughs> I mean, this is just based off Mr. Krabs' actions. I assume this is something he would have done. Yeah. Fair. And so later on, Patrick is driving Spongebob again. And for whatever reason, they drive by Spongebob's parents. They're like driving down the road and then across the, like, basically, like, if this was a two-lane highway, like, you know how you're going down the highway and it's like a one-way. Like the shoulder? Well, no, like. Oh, the side road? When you're going down 36, there's like one highway that there's two lanes going one way and then there's a strip of grass and then there's another highway where oh. there's going like the median yeah dividing the highway yeah yeah well they his parents lived on the other side of the median so he just cuts right. across the median <laughs> so good at driving because you know he's the driving expert mm-hmm and Patrick just sort of says, I need to talk to my parents. <laughs> like, he claimed SpongeBob's parents for some reason. Yeah. And then they're like, Patrick, for the last time, you're not our son. SpongeBob's our son. Yeah. But then after they leave, they, like, lament. Oh, even Patrick got his license before SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so sad. <laughs> like, his parents know... And they're disappointed in him. They know this is, this is just a disappointment. Yeah. Then we get to the point where SpongeBob is just scrutinizing Patrick's driving skills. And he's like, the speed limit is 40 miles per hour. And you're almost going 40 miles and a half per hour. You're going 40 at point. You're going 40 and a half. That's almost 41 miles an hour. Exactly. Patrick, I demand you stop this car immediately. Yeah. And he, like, flags down the cops, and the cops are like, get lost. <laughs> we hate you. Clock him with your radar gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has him pull over in front of a cop, and he clocks him with a radar gun, and he's like, yeah, he's going 40 miles under the speed limit because he's not moving. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now to, like, buzz off before I pull, take you in. Yeah, then they get into a huge fight as they're driving. And um, Patrick is like, since I'm such a driving genius, maybe I'll give you some lessons. And SpongeBob says, would a driving genius make an illegal U-turn? Through an through orphan an orphanage. <laughs> Just, like, evil, 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 evil. They got out of the way in time. You don't, yeah, you think it out of the way in time. Like, like, that's so evil. Nobody makes a U-turn, nobody makes a a U-turn through an orphanage on accident. This was intentional. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I don't know. SpongeBob in Bubble Town, um, 
when he was sliding, like, running his massacre through um, Bubble Town. That's true. But that was a completely different scenario. He could not control his movements because of the slipperiness of the bubbles. That's true. Patrick can't control the vehicle. Patrick is in complete control of the vehicle, and he chose to go through an orphanage. And then through four traffic, through four red lights. Yeah, yeah. And SpongeBob says, stop rubbing your license in my face. And Patrick says, this is rubbing my license in your face. And he literally twists SpongeBob's face up. Yeah, with the license. And then SpongeBob takes the license, rips it into a million pieces, and throws it into the air. And the cop from before is like, Litterbugs, this is why I joined the force. Like, okay. All right, then. Yeah, all right. Pretty wild, but all right. Yeah. And so Patrick gets arrested for littering. And then SpongeBob is like, because SpongeBob's a good person, (laughs) even though he's mad at his best friend, he takes the fall. He's like. Actually, I was the one who littered. Which there's a lot more that Patrick should also be in jail for. Like doing a U-turn through an orphanage. Yeah, exactly. And so Patrick gets off scot-free and SpongeBob spends 90 days in jail. And they just sort of flash forward through the 90 days. Like we don't get to see SpongeBob do in hard time. (laughs) (laughs) You look so done. I am done. <laughs> Does that make SpongeBob a felon? Yes. Is this littering? Is this SpongeBob's first or second? I don't know. I feel like he's been prison sentence. Before. Well, he technically did time in bubble jail. That's true, but their laws are different from ours. <laughs> I mean, it still counts as a jail sentence. Yeah. So that makes two terms in prison. Yep. So he's a felon? I guess so. Um, so after the prison sentence is up, SpongeBob and Patrick seem to reconcile. But, like, there's no, like, build up to this. And there's no, like... Any signs of forgiveness. Yeah, Patrick does not forgive. No, Spongebob. Wait, Patrick does not apologize to Spongebob for any of his evil, evil deeds. He just sort of like acts like Spongebob will have forgotten it. Yeah. And Spongebob sort of. I guess his time in jail made him realize that he was being a little petty time is letting life is short yeah let go so of he's grudges. Like, why don't you give me a ride in your boat and patrick says because he made him a license plate that says pals forever yeah in prison <laughs> he made the license plate <laughs> yeah but patrick doesn't have the boat anymore because it said he threw it e, away which must mean end Yeah. E for end. So he just threw it away. Where did you... Where did he throw the boat away to? 
Did he leave the know. keys and title with it? Did like somebody get a free boat? I mean, probably. It's a perfectly good boat. Just needs some gas. <laughs> yeah. And so Patrick puts the license plate on his butt and gives Spongebob a piggyback ride. Which is a cute image, but I cannot forgive Patrick for his many, many crimes. Showing his evil sides. Yep. Oh my gosh. So how would you rate this episode? I mean, I feel like it's goal. This episode's goal was making me mad at Patrick. Which succeeded. It definitely achieved that goal, yeah. But then I feel like it was supposed to deliver me an arc of, you're mad at Patrick, and you sympathize with SpongeBob's anger. But then you realize that they were being petty. And... You should forgive him. I don't think you should forgive Patrick. I think Patrick should be held accountable for his crimes. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a five. It was okay. I don't know where I want to rate this. Because I agree that, like, I think you're supposed to go through the arc of, like, I'm mad at Patrick, but you should forgive him because Spongebob forgave him. But, like... I don't feel like Spongebob really forgave him. Yeah, he just sort of forgot. Yeah. He just sort of... Yeah. Like, you don't really see Spongebob forgive him. I, I mean, don't... like, he just... Like, there's no emotional journey of, like, I'm mad, but after realizing some things, I forgive you. <laughs> I guess life is from... short, so I'll just let it slide. Yeah, I just flipped a switch from angry to forgiveness. So I guess a five. Yeah. All right. A five, five uh, Bass Blaster 3000s out of 10 Bass Blasters 3000s. That's just a wild name for a thing. It's like a lot. Like, imagine if we had a car that was called the Human Blaster 3000. Well, that's like a specific name for a fish. Like, the, that'd be named like the... The, like, White Blaster 3000. <laughs> the Canadian Blaster 3000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a name for a car. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> well, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> Posting might become... A little rocky again, while Maggie gets used to their class schedule and adjustments to their new... City living. City living. You already live in the city. I do not. I live in the suburbs. I live in the suburbs directly outside of the city. I mean, I live in a town that has 2,000 people in it. Anything. That's fair. All that is the city to me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, please follow us on the internet. Follow our social medias. At Bob's. We are at Bob Snobs Pod on Twitter. You can um, also find. Um, well, you can contact us at 
uh, joycourtpresents at gmail.com. Yep. yep. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, or just want to say hi. I'm usually pretty good about answering emails fairly fast. If you're feeling very generous, uh, you can leave a rate or review on iTunes or um, whatever you, you what whatever podcatcher you use if it allows for ratings and reviews. We'd certainly appreciate it. Gets more people to uh, see us. Gets more people listening. So get that SEO up for us. Yes, get that SEO optimization. <laughs> get that search engine optimization optimization. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm bad at that. <laughs> I don't right. understand the texts. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. As always, fuck Mr. Krabs. And actually, fuck Patrick, too. Fuck Patrick, too. Oh, my God. You're so right. 